0: me, but the broken dreams, you
1: got to, oh, good evening, December 29th. Welcome to Fire Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath, alongside Luigi Coppola and Zach Schmola. This is the 16th episode of the Fire Football Radio Show, as we are 16 weeks into the NFL season, coming up on week 17, two weeks ago. As a reminder, we will be live from the Store studio almost every Wednesday night on WHUS Stores 91.7. We missed last week, but we are back here on the 29th to bring you the latest news, rumors, and more about America's game and the league we all know and love. The NFL, but week 16 is now in the rearview mirror. Week 17 on the horizon. Two games remain. Two weeks remain. And we are ready to talk about football. We appreciate everyone who listened in to the rare pre-warm-up show, but we have all three of our friends on the line. Zach and Luigi, what's going on, baby?
2: How are we doing today, Matthew? It's a beautiful Wednesday. We are all sadly at home while you're in the studio, but it's good to see your faces.
3: It's good. Everybody's looking beautiful.
2: Right? Oh, we look at look at,
1: who, look at who we got on the line today. Is that an altered Zach from a different universe? Cowboy Smola. Cow, from Cowboy Smola. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, my friend, how are you?
4: Ah, doing well. Doing well. wish I could be there with you, but doing well right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's very sad. I'm the only person in the studio. I looked around before I started, and I'm the only one here. But, it, you know, it's at least good that we can get on the airwaves in some sort of way since we were a little bit concerned last week how we would even do it. But it is six two seven to 7 today. Uh, Fire Football Radio, WHUS Stores, 91.7. As a reminder, if you have an interest in calling in, the call-in number is 860-486-9487. That's 860 860- And we do have a Twitter and an Instagram, as we always mention. It's at Fire Radio. That's P-H-I-R-E Radio. So please do give us a follow and a like on Instagram, if you so please. But we'll get into a couple injuries, as we always do, before we start the rest of Topics of Talk. Quickly, Cam Akers, the Rams running back, is back. Initial thoughts on the other side? Yeah,
3: they're going to need that. They've played some strong games down the stretch here they're going to need some more if they want to lock in a good seed and Cam Makers is not going to hurt that.
1: No he will not. Torres Achilles 5 months ago before training camp. Uh Daryl Henderson has recently been placed on IR due to an MCL sprain, but also Rams running back Sony Michel has been playing pretty well totaling over 400 yards in his last four games so getting him back. Now, with a torn Achilles 5 months is that that cannot be normal. Can it?
2: No, no NFL injury is ever normal, Matthew. We a concussion being 3 days to recover. Get out of here. Well, Your the, brain doesn't recover. Well, you remember that the fast. Daniel
1: Jones concussion where he was drunk? Yeah,
2: <laughs> he was dr- he was absolutely all over the field and then next week he comes in I'm like, dude, this guy did not know where he was standing last week and now he's playing football? again. this is ridiculous. But I mean, injuries are an incredible thing The medicine and the, the people that the NFL has To treat these people And to protect them from further injuring themselves And to be able to get them back so early Plus, add in the fact that these guys are world-class athletes And you have the culmination of a five-week Achilles injury
1: Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's incredible And he'll be back, I guess, to help out the Rams Which is not much needed But it could be very uh-huh. helpful with now Daryl Henderson out
2: now that we've seen Sony Michel having really great production in L.A., it, it, it's interesting to note that they might have the best running back room in the NFL. I know we have Chubb and uh, Hunt. We have Kamara and Ingram. We have even Hines and Taylor out in Indianapolis. But you you can't get a three-headed beast much better than this. Like you noted earlier, Sony Michel 400 yards in his last four. Daryl Henderson's a productive back, and we all know what Cam Akers could do. So. It's right. just incredible to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and we'll see how they do the rest of the season, but we do have our first caller of the day. This is going to be a little bit different than our typical callers, because I think I'm going to be the only one who can hear, so we'll bring them on, see who it is. Maybe it's a regular, maybe they'll be able to figure out with us, but our first caller of the day, caller number one, what's your name, where are you from?
0: What's up, guys? Cliff. Oh, it's Cliff from Middlebury.
1: Cliff!
0: So, I had to call in because me and Matt were talking on the previous hour about a certain someone who said that the Jets were only going to get three wins this season.
1: All right, so did, one. Did did who you was guys, that? Did you guys hear that or no? You can't hear. It. Okay, so they. Not. Hear I heard it. every word. It's so I am very now awful, I am now the. Uh, pay, I am not paid, but I am the translator here on the other side of the the board. Uh, Cliff is calling out Zach Schmola for his. Low three-win oh. total for Ooh. the Jets. All right. Listen, Cliff, you have four wins,
3: dude. <laughs> Let's get off the horse here, dog. I'm
2: sorry right. I picked you guys to have three wins. You got one more. Zach, what is the number that is higher than three? <laughs> four. Tell me,
0: Zach. It's I know, two. it's
2: four. Cliff is correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't going to say anything, but... The Jets are—they have four wins as of right now—and you wrongly predicted them to have three wins. So, I—I I don't know. I think you're losing a little bit of credibility as a um, anchor, as a um, news anchor.
1: Cliff's coming for your credibility, Zach. He said you're losing a little bit of it as an anchor now that you you lowballed the Jets. <laughs> I lowballed them <laughs> one game a
0: sec. Everybody knows they suck. They
1: got two more games. They got the Bucks this week, and they have the Bills. You never know. Zach, you have no (laughs) credibility because you cannot accurately
2: predict every team's record at the end of the season. No credibility to you, (laughs) Mr. Cowboy, man.
1: Cliff, you got any questions for the guys across the glass that you didn't tell me beforehand?
0: I actually do. Um, So a question from from me is um, two teams that have been, obviously, the last few seasons, they've been huge um, parts of the AMC, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Do you guys see them actually making legitimate runs for the Super Bowl this season, or do you think that um, you know the Ravens. With if I don't know how how, out, how far out Lamar is until so he gets back,
3: but <laughs> it like a translator. You just figure out what he's saying and then like. Spit
5: all right, Cliff,
1: out. I'm going to try to break that down as much as I possibly can in the, <laughs> in the, in, in the 30 second uh, talk. All right, so Cliff, I have to remind you, they cannot hear what you're saying. Oh, okay. So gotcha. so I'm going to try to break it down. All right, he wants your opinion on what, Cliff? The Chiefs and the Ravens, correct? On
0: the Chiefs and the Ravens, if they are actually contenders or are they just fakers going into the playoffs? I would assume he means okay, so, separately. Right? Well,
1: yeah, he wants to talk about them separately. But he says, yeah. are the Chiefs and the Ravens fakers or are they cer- cer- like certain players in the playoffs? Number one, Cliff, I'm going to answer it for you. The Chiefs are certain for players. They are the number one seed in the AFC. But I, I can let you guys talk about the Ravens.
3: Yeah. Like clickers uh, make like, they're faking being bad. Cliff. They're
1: losing games. What'd you say?
3: The asking if the Ravens are faking being bad? Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. saying
1: are they like no, are, the, are they players for the playoffs? Yeah, if the
0: Ravens can make well, the
2: playoffs. I don't think the Ravens are gonna be able to make the playoffs. There's videos that have come out today, especially showing Lamar Jackson having A very terrible time walking. He's got a very incessant limp that prevents him from moving up and down the field very easily, and obviously that's a big part of his game. Now, Cliff, I just want to talk about this blasphemy that you just blurted out that Matt addressed quickly. The Chiefs? Cliff, (laughs) the Chiefs did not watch football on Sunday, Cliff. I know they had a rough go of it this season, but I I mean, eight-game win streak in the NFL is impeccable.
0: I... Matt the Chiefs have the highest odds
2: to win the Super Bowl the Chiefs have the highest odds to win the AFC they're they're actually the only non-fraudulent team I see in the AFC right now that through and through has
1: showed true promise here Cliff respond to me on that and then I'll go through so
0: my response to that is when I have watched them this season there's no doubt their offense is the best in the league and they deserve all the respect in the world but something about the defense I'm still not sold on I still think that they could be liable when they try to play in the playoffs
1: okay the
0: defense, they can get exposed
1: okay all right so he says that the Chief's offense is undoubtedly very good and it's going to carry them through the playoffs but his concern is that the defense is still a liability and that they will re- come into some some sort of you know happenings in the playoffs which it could which it could hurt them
3: good concern um I think that they are a team that can afford to have a bad defense because they have an offense that can out whatever their defense puts them in. Whatever bad situation they get into at the hands of a different offense, they can make up for it with their own. I agree Zach. with
2: Zach to, to a good extent. Um, it's definitely nerve-wracking, Cliff, and I 100% like see your point that their defense isn't as stellar as we would hope or as you would expect out of a Super Bowl champion team. But at the same time, they still do have Steve Spagnuolo, and as long as he's showing up on Sunday, I believe that they're in a good spot. Hopefully this COVID monster that's going around doesn't get Steve Spagnuolo. He's an older guy, first of all, so I worry about his health. But secondly, he's a fantastic defensive coordinator, one of the best in this league, and he's turning a defense of rag dolls, basically, other than Chris Jones and Trey Matthew, who's not playing on Sunday, into a very cumulative group.
0: Matt, can I make one more response before I um end it? Sure. Uh, I want one more response to that. So, if the Chiefs go up against a Bucks or Rams team mm-hmm. in the say it's the Super Bowl. Do you think they can hold up against the defense of the Bucs or the Rams? Do you think they could, you know, you don't think they would get shut down by those teams?
1: Um, I don't know if they'll get shut down. I, I think the Chiefs, are you saying the defense will shut someone down or they'll, like, I'm, the, I'm
0: saying, like, the the Bucks or the Rams could potentially slow down that offense and oh. make that the one-dimensional. Yeah,
1: yeah, we saw it last year with the the Bucks in the playoffs. Like, we, saw, well, I mean, the Super Bowl, I mean, we saw that, their defense chased Mahomes around like he was a you know I, they were playing tag like he he it was it wasn't really fair and I I don't think the Bucks defense is what it was last year and they're gonna have they are not they wouldn't meet them until the Super Bowl obviously uh, but yeah I agree with Cliff. there are concerns but don't worry about it Cliff. the Chiefs will be fine
2: there, there's something I want to add real quick sure. Matt a, a certain team we watched play football last season went on a certain run that looks very similar. To the one that Kansas City's putting on right now. I would agree. As a football fan, I think you all know who I'm talking about. They were the Super Bowl champions. But it's very interesting to see. That's all I got to say.
1: All right, Cliff, I appreciate the call, my friend. Double call today, Cliff, in the early special and the late special. You got to go get your dinner now, Cliff.
0: Of course, that's actually what I'm about to do. Hopefully um, you guys enjoyed my blasphemous taste.
1: No, not blasphemous, Cliff. I, I, I agree that the Chiefs may have been blasphemous, uh, Cliff.
2: <laughs> Cliff, thank you for the call. They, awesome.
1: Thank, thank you, guys. Cliff. Have a great night. All right, thanks, Cliff. All right, let's get into... What do we want to get into? Oh, we have another caller on the line. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, we... oh yeah, we do. All right, you want to take another caller? Yeah, let's take another caller. All right. Caller number two, what's your name? Where are you from?
5: Uh, this is the guy who just saw the Holy Cross Holy Ground yesterday where where uh, Gordy used to play.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Gordy? <laughs>
5: no, no, Gordy. I, I, just saw, I just saw the Holy Ground. I was uh, going through Worcester yesterday afternoon, and uh, I saw the Holy Ground where Holy Cross plays.
1: Oh, you just passed through?
5: Yeah, well, I was way way back home from Maine, seeing my mom, Christmas. Oh,
1: how was that, Scott? Was that a good time?
5: White Christmas, it was beautiful, it's wonderful, beautiful. Hey, and let mom, me tell you, man, so Exit sixty eight, Electric <laughs> Blue, is that really a <laughs> thing? That, that that billboard's been there forever.
1: I have no idea, Scott. I don't really travel up in those parts very often.
5: No, Exit sixty eight is. What
1: are we thinking, Zach? Oh, you mean on um.
5: I mean, on eighty. On eighty
1: four. Okay. Yeah,
5: and ele- oh, that we're electric in blue bill- that electric blue billboard's been there for years.
1: Oh. Oh yeah,
5: electric blue.
1: Oh yeah, you don't. That's up it. in those
2: parts. Maybe we're in the the upper Hartford. Re- oh yeah, Zachary.
5: <laughs> Very right, nice. So, Scott.
1: Mountainous region. I don't know if you were listening when Cliff called in, but the funny. I, I, I heard all Cliff. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that they cannot hear you. I can. I can hear you. But we can't. We can't hear. anything. funny things. So they cannot <laughs> hear, hear, hear you, but you can hear them.
5: All right. Tell them I went by the holy ground of Holy Cross where Gor- Gordy. I want to read those. Scott's mind right here. <laughs> He's
1: trying to. Re- Luigi's trying to read your mind, Scott.
5: Well, why yeah, was- did the
2: Giants play terrible football? <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right. So this- let's do this one. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead in my notes.
1: All right. Skip so- ahead in your notes.
5: Yeah, Giants versus Chicago. Should we
1: win or lose? All right, yeah, that's a good question to pose. Giants (laughs) versus Chicago. Do the Giants win or lose?
2: Everyone loses who watches that football game. (laughs) Yeah. Unlike the Jets and Jaguars this past
5: weekend. You could go
2: into a true analysis. You to do a true analysis? If you would like to. You could say whatever you had to say.
3: I don't really want to do a true analysis on that game. I'll tell you (laughs) what I think. Matt, Matt, tell him just
5: so, like I said, the Jags and the Jets this past week. two very bad football team. Yeah. You know yeah. what? <laughs> Zach, Zach that, he's yeah. saying just
1: like the Jags and the Jets game last week. It's a great see to watch.
3: Oh, Yeah, you got to.
1: The Jags and the Jets game like last week, it's a great.
3: Oh, yeah. Great Wasn't to watch. Good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you're in for a stunner, if you want to get the popcorn popping, if you really want to risk a trip to the hospital or cardiac arrest, then you're you going to want to watch the Giants versus the Bears.
2: You know uh, what? You know what, Gordy, Mister Scott. I'm listening. If the Giants are going to win a game within the next two weeks, this might be one of the ones they might probably lose by a small margin. Okay. <laughs> I know that was Ouch. very talking in oh, circles there, Luigi. but I think you catch the drift. Oh, hey, speaker. the Giants are a terrible organization. <laughs> they have very bad management skills for whatever reason they think bringing back joe judge is the future uh daniel jones bringing him back that's understandable i mean you you get that everybody does he's got another year on the contract
1: we don't need but to get Joe ready.
5: judge what are you so doing I, so i ha- i, I really have hope i'm not talking over here he's talking now
1: what do you got scott
5: so I had that on my Giants' decisions about Joe Judge and Daniel Jones before the end of the season. Uh-huh. What the
1: hell is that about? Well, yeah. All right. So you just said, "What the hell is that about?" Deciding whether Joe Judge or Daniel Jones will come back before the season's even over.
3: Well, wait—is
1: he done? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, no, he's waiting on your oh. your. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> yeah, this is challenging, Scott. We're in we're in a new we're in a new realm I, here. I get it. Are you talking it. to hard? what we think or what they did. Yeah, what you think, well, or why they did it.
3: Well, you know, I don't think we know enough about whether or not the Joe Judge experiment's going to work out, and you you really put a lot of capital into this quarterback, so I understand the desperation to want it to work, but I think, I think they may have trapped themselves here. I think they may want it to work more than it's likely to turn out well. And we've talked a lot about what we think the real problem is, And If you guys still agree I still am a firm believer that One of the main if not the main issue In the Giants organization is the general manager
2: Definitely could agree with Zach. He's 100% right. It's the front office right now. It's the way that they're attacking, creating this team, building this team, and winning football games. They're not doing so in a good manner. They're going to have Joe Judge for at least like three or four weeks next year, and I don't think it's going to go well either, unless you get a complete overhaul on your offensive line, which, if I'll be honest, you don't have the money to do. You're not going to be anywhere. Right now you don't have that money. You don't have the draft capital. You do have two first-round picks, which oh, is nice. No, there's but at the same time, how many are, are to going to be going in that top ten? And both of your picks look to be uh, in that spot. One. I I disagree with
5: Luigi, Matt. Tell I we disagree on that
1: one. Scott disagrees with you on, on <laughs> we'll that do. on that point. <laughs> what do you disagree Where's with point? Scott? Well, we um, have
5: we have we have the draft capital to get anything and anything we want. Okay. And we actually so Kyle Rudolph and someone else. Downgraded their contract to free up money this past week.
1: Okay, all right. He said that Kyle Rudolph and a couple other players downgraded their contracts to free up money, and then he's saying that he believes we have the draft capital to do what we please.
0: Well,
2: maybe you have the draft capital to do what you please.
3: Like, what are you going to do? But Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge,
2: don't know how how to do anything.
1: (laughs) But you say they don't. Andrew I Thomas. Think, what is are we going to do? Is a
2: good well, point. We knew because... he would be a very what's it high ceiling, high floor type player, but still not turning out the way you wanted it to be. You were expecting a all pro, star studded future left tackle for your organization, and yeah, we've seen it with Garrett Bowles out in Denver, and we've seen Laramie Tunzel, guys that take a year or two to develop before they turn into that star left tackle that you need. But that's a, a hole right there already, and unless you develop him, it's bad. Then what are you gonna draft? Are you can draft more tackles? Matt Purchase tore his ACO. There, there goes your depth on your offensive line. Um, it's looking bad. It's looking bleak, and your the organization's doing nothing to change it. You might have right. the draft capital, but what are you gonna do with those picks? Are the Giants gonna go out and make stupid picks? It's a defense yeah. heavy draft. You need <laughs> offense
1: right now. I'm sorry. All right. All right. I got great. two
5: more I got two more things. Okay, we we need to look at the write it down category from the beginning of the season. Okay, so it's looking like Zach has no shoe.
1: All right, yeah, he said Zach. He said we're looking. He has two more points, and the first point is that we he's going back to the you know where where we're at category, and Zach has no shoe. It's true, very true.
5: Matt, do you have a shoe? I don't think
1: you get a shoe. Uh, I do have a shoe if the Giants. We doubled down on the shoes, and I do have a shoe if the Giants don't beat out the Broncos in terms of record-wise, which is oh. not going to happen. It, it already math- Mathematically, has failed. So maybe when we come back for the semester, I will be eating some sort of shoe.
5: All right, so then we got the, ru- the, the rushing. We got the rushing ti- title. Taylor is sixteen twenty six. So eat, I'm out, eat, but you it. guys
1: are going to be really eat, close. Sure, yeah, the the rushing we title is, is, is. You guys right? are
5: going to be really close. Yeah, the
1: rushing title is his second point, and he is blown out of the water by Jonathan Taylor, and we are going to be by very 300 close by three hundred yards. By three hundred yards. Yep. But you guys are going to be close. We are going to be close. Yeah, it's going to come down. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. There's two more weeks. He may. He may make his way to close to 2000. <laughs> he's got 1626. He's, six, a, he's so at like I'm 16 go something already, right. right? And if he goes 16, over, if he goes if he averages at least 100, he'll be in the 18 range, which I think that's where we were. If I I think Luigi was 18 and then me and Zach were I believe 17.
5: you and Zach were both in the 17s and I was in the 18. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Okay, and then the other thing, TJ Watts got 17 and a half sacks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Jonathan I was,
2: Taylor's impressed.
5: I was at the Strahan game where uh, Favre took a dive. So Strahan can get twenty-two and a half. Mm-hmm. So could and will T.J. Watt get five sacks the next two games?
1: All right, discuss. So T.J. Watt has seventeen and a half sacks. Scott was at the game mm-hmm. where Michael Strahan beat the record for twenty-two and a half. Does T.J. Watt have a chance at breaking the record?
2: This it's week they play. The, this week they play. The Browns on Monday night, a very depleted offensive line, which continues to be depleted. Not bad. Who do they play next week? Does anyone know? Off the top of their head?
5: Uh week whatever twenty nine.
2: One of the Bengals of the Ravens.
1: It's uh, a JV Ravens, the J V Ravens, yeah. It is the Ravens. Might be.
2: You got two J V offensive lines, as Mr. Harkins said. J V. <laughs> Five <laughs> sacks. Or he needs five and a half can to break weeks. the record, correct?
5: Yeah, yeah, we can't
3: five and have a half it to happens. break,
2: five we to can't this yeah. We can't have We can see it break. happen. We've seen crazier. No, we, Chandler Jones get... started the season off with of five sacks, one game. We've seen crazier.
5: That's true. He's right. Do I think
2: it'll happen, though? I don't think so.
5: All right. And I know you boys will make your picks at the end of the show, but uh, the two big games this weekend are Arizona-Dallas on Sunday night and Cleveland-Pittsburgh on Monday night football.
1: Yes, there are. And do you have any specific picks for those, Scott?
5: Um, well, Arizona's lost two in a row. Dallas has won four in a row. You know I don't want to see Dallas win anything whatsoever. Right. And I would like to see Cleveland beat Pittsburgh because I'm not a Big Ben fan. So okay. that's what I got.
1: All right, Scott. I appreciate the call, my friend. I know it was a little bit challenging to talk to the boys, but hopefully yeah. we'll be back in person very soon for you.
5: Oh, 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 one more thing. Were you guys doing any playoff shows?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. So oh, our, our semester, we start back up after Martin Luther King Day, so we'll be mm-hmm. here for the whole playoffs.
5: Awesome. Very good.
2: Our first show that, back should be January 19th, I do believe. Yeah, I believe oh, so. Crap. Yep. We'll be down to what? 18th then?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, will we be down to so eighteen? what I believe is the division. No, round. well, the
5: last – the last yeah. the Giants played their last game on January The Ninth. Yeah, no, so, okay. so we'll,
1: that'll be the weekend <laughs> after the wild card. Right, Okay. So, that's awesome all right Scott Sounds good thank all you right.
5: peace out boys
1: love bye take it easy all right I know that was a little bit challenging and probably a little bit choppy but Scott good as always
2: thank you for the call Scott
1: all right um so I wrote down like a ridiculous amount of topics on this <laughs> this document this time I was just yes. ripping, I uh, any I do any in particular
2: I, I would like to quickly touch on some of these injuries just because I do think sure. that they're relatively significant. Sure. So I'll run through it real quick. Yeah. We got Shaq Barrett, who's going to be out for the last two games of the season. As you don't know, or if you don't know, he's a linebacker, edge rusher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is an ACL and MCL sprain, expected back for the playoffs. Okay. That would be fine. Although we do have Chris Godwin tore his ACL last week, he's gone for the year. Levante David, done for the regular season with a foot injury. Leonard Fournette, done with the regular season for, with a hamstring injury. And Mike Evans, who's going to miss this week's game with COVID. I don't know if it changes very much. The The Buccaneers are playing a very, very weak team in the Jets. So it might not change much. But Cliff, watch out there. You never know. That fifth win could pop up with all these injuries. <laughs> Sorry. So that's first. We have a significant Ooh. problem out, down in Tampa with injuries right now. They're expected to get some of their stars back for the playoffs, but it is what it is. Another thing I want to touch on, obviously, as a 49ers fan, Jimmy G. He tore his UCL in his thumb, and he fractured his thumb as well. He does not need surgery, as they confirmed today, and it's looking weird. It's looking really weird. Trey Lance is ready, but Jimmy G uh, went out to practice today, tried to get a nice warm-up in, went in immediately. Not looking great. Expect Trey Lance to start against the Texans this week. And lastly, last thing I want to touch on. Titans running back, Derek Henry. Possible to return, week eighteen. Now that's an exciting one. Question Will he break a thousand yards?
3: <laughs> oh He's sixty three oh, well, yards away. Oh yeah, Sixty three uh... yards away. Well, uh, let's see if they win this if they win this week. They have a game this week, don't
1: they? No, yes. they don't play, Zach. Yeah. Let's see if they beat the goal well, they They're, they're by yeah. in week buy. 17 Zach Don't worry about Can it Can I <laughs> add
3: something Thanks so much. Thanks Can I it.
2: add something as well Sure. They're playing the Texans
1: In their last week They're playing the Texans
3: I would also like to acknowledge That you're not talking to Zach anymore oh, yeah. What are yeah. we talking no, to I'm The Titans are Tabasco playing Garcia.
2: <laughs> As we know As we know Mr. Garcia and Mr. McGrath
1: Tabasco Garcia
2: Derrick Henry is a Texans murderer.
1: That's true. Very true. Yeah. Can he do um, it? Do we think he could do it realistically? Uh, realistically, with the injury that he had, uh, I don't know. Does he, uh, he, like, this is a huge year for them, and having him come back would be amazing. But at the same time, he's their franchise. So you have to look at it from that perspective.
2: Matt, he is their franchise, and I fully do agree. But at the same time, the Indianapolis Colts have the – Don't have the tiebreaker against the Titans this year. Although, if the Colts win out and the Titans lose out, which is possible for both teams, it's looking very bleak that they get that playoff spot that they'd want.
3: Well, that's why I I really do think this week is crucial to see if they would play or not. Because if they win and they have that game and the Colts can't get the tiebreaker... Your Titans will be sitting at eleven and five, maybe you just sit him for eighteen and bring him back for the first round of the playoffs. I agree, I think it's smart
0: yeah
1: yeah i I think if it comes down to it and they are in and the seating doesn't matter, then no don't play him but i i, I see the side where you may want to play him in that Texans game' cause, just because mm-hmm. and just to get him to a thousand yards when he's been like fit I'd
2: also want that thousand yards. he was close well,
1: was yeah, close. and it it could become you know a a record where he goes on and on and on, where he's got a thousand yard rushing, and this year is a bad year for him to not have that, you know, that uh, that yard amount. Yeah.
4: Well, I wonder, uh, I wonder if there's incentives in his contract.
1: Oh, Eric, thinking about the money.
4: Uh, uh, exactly. You know
1: they have that in there.
4: Yeah. yeah. So he might be thinking, hey, get me those sixty-three yards. I'm trying to, I'm
1: trying to get paid. That's yeah, true. Get yeah, this man get his bread. Money. That is true. I didn't even think about that. Good, good job, Eric. Excellent. All right. So, <laughs> now I we I talked about John Madden in the opening special, but we can talk about him real quickly. I don't know who wrote "Must Have Coached More Than a Decade." Does anyone know who wrote that?
2: Oh, oh. So I wrote that. Um, it, it, the part about it is he has a hundred and three, thirty-two, and seven record with a seven fifty-nine career winning percentage. He's the winningest coach in NFL history that has coached more than a decade.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So, it was so threshold. in
2: in in the in the threshold in the, in the article oh, okay, that I read okay, okay. today, you had to have coached a decade to be a part of this winningest coach in the history. All
1: right. Yeah, I was a little confused on that, but that makes sense. Um, Sorry. yeah, dudes, like he's the legend. He's the gang, and it goes he's the game. He's he's the game. He literally he's is, the basically game. Basically, <laughs> is the game. Any any comments from you all? I spoke about it a lot in the special, but any from you?
3: Well. Yeah. He as was a big Madden a man fan, let's hear it. It, Zach. yeah, come I on, Zach. This is Madden your guy. In the words of John Madden, "Don't worry if the horse is blind; just load the wagon."
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. All right, thank you, Mister Midwest, <laughs> Mister um, <laughs> Midwest. Personally, for me, it, it actually was it was it was a little it was pretty sad, you know. Uh, someone you you've grown up idolizing as a human being, just because of all the things he's done for his industry. I mean, he's been a coach. He's been a commentator. He's the face of the game. He is a big part of NFL football and always will be. I I saw something today. I forget who said it, but no one's going to touch NFL football as impactfully and as strongly as John Madden did. Mm -mm. And it's sad to see a legend go, but it's also good to remember all the great things that he brought us 11-on-11 NFL football video game, amazing seasons, Super Bowl win. The, some of the greatest commentary any of us will ever hear in our lives. Yeah. I can't appreciate enough what he's done for the game, and God bless him and his family, and rest in peace.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think Fox did a fantastic job uh, with the documentary they, uh, absolutely. they uh, put mm-hmm. together on Christmas Day, and it was really cool because it was – some, it was kind of, it was a lot of these documentaries are becoming very similar to the Last Dance documentary where he watched all the footage that they had for the documentary before, you know, he wasn't a part of it. He watched it and then became yeah. a part of it, which I thought was really cool on a side note. Um, but yeah, yeah it's kind of eerie that it just came on.
4: It's yeah. really weird. Bingo. I was like, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, it's like they knew something. I don't know. Well, yeah.
1: it was like they they did the documentary what five four or five days ago, and then two days after he passes away suddenly, yeah. un- unexpectedly, and he looked fine in the video.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm Except. sure I'm sure that'll come out at some point. I mean, that is an interesting point, but you know, the main point is that he had a great life, great career made football what it is today and we're forever grateful cuz this is why we do this show anyways. Um all right, topics of talk regarding the NFL. Luigi, I wrote about this 49ers one. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. I don't know if you like it, but I mean, I think this is a big point in the NFL currently.
2: It, it is. The some of these playoff teams right now are huge topics of talk and huge topics of conversation as they rightfully are. And a big one right now, especially with the injury to Jimmy. Is the 49ers. And, and Matt, no, you did a good job, man. You did yeah, a great thank job. Thank you. You know, the Texans, obviously a weaker football team, but we have seen what they can do. The 49ers play the Texans this week. Um, they just be coming off a very hot win against the San Diego, oh, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. The San
1: Diego Chargers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're coming off a big win against the Chargers where they put up 41 points and their quarterback, a rookie, Mr. Davis Mills, King, put up 300 plus yards. We can get into Davis Mills later, but let me keep running on the 49ers. Next week they play the Rams. I personally believe that they match up better than any team against the uh against the Rams. That's regardless. But the big thing, as I talked about earlier, is that Jimmy G fractured his hand towards UCL. We have a rookie quarterback that's been sitting behind him, and even crazier than all of that is Matt, I'll let you run through the John Lynch stuff because I don't like
3: talking about
1: it. I had very much fun writing this stuff because I thought this was the like one of the more funny things that has happened in the NFL in the last couple of weeks. Oh, it
3: was fantastic.
1: Crit- All right, so the John Lynch Christmas fiasco. <laughs> During Christmas Eve mask, uh, John Lynch went with his family to Christmas Eve mask like most of us do. I didn't get to do it because I had COVID regardless. But he was with his family and accidentally, in quotations, liked a tweet. And this tweet wasn't just a normal tweet. This was a tweet bashing... Jimmy G. He's, it's The tweet said, in quotes, leave Jimmy in Nashville. And Twitter exploded because they couldn't believe that the GM, oh my god, Like, what does this mean? Do they truly believe in Trey Lance? Do they not believe in Jimmy G at all? Then he responds on Twitter and says, apparently. Now, when you start a sentence and a fragment with apparently, you know exactly what the hell is going on. So he says, apparently... Dash. While I was in Christmas Eve with my family, Dash, I accidentally, unknowingly, liked to tweet. I have never seen accidentally, unknowingly in the same like, two two word sentence. like to tweet. Let me
2: add something real sure. quick. In English, a double negative is a positive.
1: Exactly. Continue. And never in he in goes on and says never intended to and remain a huge believer in Jimmy. Merry Christmas to everyone.
3: Ho, 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 John Lynch. <laughs> I think he's looking at his shiny new object he just drafted. He's looking at this broken-down car that he's got currently. just thinking maybe I'll... Matt, as
2: a 49ers fan, I really want you to read that next bullet point. Yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, so we've talked about this a lot uh, throughout this show. I got a chance to interview Seth Wickersham, who wrote an entire book about the Patriots' dynasty and what could have been. But the quote, the tweet says... Pro Football Talk, which is a pretty well-known uh show on uh NBC Sports, tweeted on their Twitter account regarding this whole situation. They said, "Passed on Patrick Mahomes, so that was the draft where 49ers decided not to take him, said n-, in quotations, no thanks to Tom Brady and then stubbornly stick with Jimmy Garoppolo."
2: Yeah. I I, I
1: I, it's speechless because yeah. it,
2: it's true. It, it is true, but a lot of other teams did the same thing. Oh, I the agree. The Tom Brady thing, which I don't even want to think about. That is that's in the, the back of the my mind thing. as if it doesn't exist. The Patrick Mahomes thing, nine other teams passed on Patrick Mahomes. It is what it is on that one. What I do need to say is that the 49ers, have one of the most amazing football teams that are being fielded right now. They have talent in every single position across the board, and I mean that fully, I mean that full-heartedly. They have one of the best football players in the league right now and Trent Williams playing left tackle. They have one of the best football players in the league right now, George Kittle playing tight end. I could keep saying that, obviously it would get redundant. But I love the trajectory of the 49ers. I love what they could possibly be doing in this playoff. And I'm interested to see what happens with this quarterback situation. Now, I know that Jimmy is an in te- in integral part of the team and an in integral part of the locker room. And Trent Williams also did a question and answer yesterday and talked to, uh, talked on the situation and said that they weren't together when they heard about Jimmy. Today was the first day that they've been together that they've known about Jimmy being injured as a team. He, they, uh, The question posed it to almost trap him into saying that he wants Trey Lance to play football, but he handled it very well. It seems like around this locker room and around this team, they want Jimmy to be playing quarterback. They love when he's leading this team and they love when he's on the field. But it also seems all of a sudden that maybe that's not the case. Maybe we want our new toy, as Zach put it it before, to go play football. You know, it's – it's crazy. I would love to hear what you guys got to think because obviously I got to talk about the 49ers till I can't breathe anymore.
1: Zach, any thoughts?
3: I think they're lying about something. They have to be because they spent all this capital to get this guy. That's fine. Go ahead and do your thing. But they're talking about their other quarterback as if they didn't do that. And they don't really talk about the quarterback that they just spent all their capital on. So are they not excited about him? Are they excited about him? Do they think they're trying to move on from their quarterback they have now? Do they trust him? Do they think they're going to ride him? They have a lot of narratives at once, and they're trying to make the fan base believe that they can coexist, and I don't buy it for a second. I think they know what they want. I don't think they're telling us what it is. I think maybe they're not telling us what it is because they don't want other teams to know what it is. 49ers confused the heck out of me. They've done this and, ever since April. Yeah. They've been doing it when all no year. No one
2: knew who they were drafting. Was it Mac? Yeah. Was it Trey? Was it Fields? Well, yeah. It all comes back to that that Shanahan quote.
4: He was like, "I, I don't know if we're going to be alive tomorrow." Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. The Forty to
2: play it. They are tight yeah. to their cards. I, I I love it and I hate it.
3: It, it. It's hard. Yeah, I agree. Or maybe there's a worst case scenario where I'm giving them too much credit and they actually have no idea what they're doing. Or there's a worst
2: case scenario where Trey Lance is not looking like the Trey Lance they drafted, yeah, and Jimmy exactly. G might be their only option, truthfully, and they exactly. need to cling on to him with dear life.
1: Well, yeah, I, I it, it, you know, it could go either way. There, we won't know until however many years or months or days down the line where you figure out whether the, I don't know if it's it's yeah, it's progressive. The progressive duo of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan who have put together, as we just said, this beautiful team but their missing piece has been the most important piece on a football team and that was the quarterback position and they traded three first round picks for a not just a Division 1 quarterback an FCS Division 1 quarterback who only played one year, didn't play the year that he got drafted in so there was a lot, a lot of skepticism on that he could end up being great could he end up ruining you know, whatever the 49ers have built so far since they don't have a first-round pick? Yes. But at the same time, we may see him come out and play really well in the next couple weeks and try to make a run. Will they make it very far with Trey Lance? Most likely not. Will they make it far with Jimmy G? Like, it's hard to say whether they would make it farther with one or the other. I, I don't know what you but think, I, Luigi. I
3: don't think they're going to make we, it far
2: with Jimmy G. We do know that Jimmy G can make it to a Super Bowl. He's right. done it. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I think that kind of gets removed from the question. I think he has the ability. Does he need to play near perfect? A hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Can Trey Lance do it? I I literally I have negative of an idea. I really wish I knew. We've seen him in a very small sample size, and even in that sample size, it's looked not the best. So, what's going to happen now? Something I thought of. 49ers have kept Trey Lance in their back pocket the entire season. We were, we've were we been watching games, and the three of us have turned to each other and said, they should put Trey Lance in this situation, right? Now, is that something they've been trying to hide so that they could carry that into the playoffs? I don't know i ers like to play close to the
1: chest. Yeah, I mean, it That's could be. It could be something they're hiding, but ideally, you don't want your rookie quarterback who hasn't played at all in the regular season to start in the playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. definitely don't want that. We don't want that. So no. Uh, but all right, well, you know what? Well, you know what solves everything? Time. So we'll 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 take time as it goes, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, Zach, any preference on any of these topics of talk? You want to talk about? Coaching search? Oh, sure. I mean, that's next up. Uh, coaching.
3: Well, not not coaching search. Um, well, you know what? What if we lumped coaching search in with landing spots?
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we could do both of those. All right, so we'll go. The Jaguars have been the most outspoken team about their coaching search so far. So that's we know the most about them, but there are several teams that have desirable potential coaching spots if they do give up on their current uh, head coaches at the moment. The Vikings, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Texans. Why don't both of you pick out a team that you believe would be the most desirable, and then we can talk about the Jaguars and where they're going. You want to go first, Luigi? You want me to go first?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. I I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick. Um, and, and I'm not going to take your spotlight uh, in that regard because I do agree with you that maybe they could be the top team on the list 100%. Um, you don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of, course I, of course I do. But I will talk about who I think is the number two team on the list because I want you to talk about your team. So my, my t- number two team that I would say is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you have a great deal of good things in this locker room, number one of which being you have a stellar quarterback. Not only a good quarterback, you have a stellar quarterback. You have an elite quarterback who's playing at a high-level week in and week out, even with a terrible team. You also have good pieces. You have Waller. You have Hunter Renfro, who's really emerged within the last couple weeks as a great receiver. You have a decent defense, which is very young. It needs a lot of work. You have Max Crosby and Yannick Ngonkwe, who were the top pass rushing duo this year in terms of getting to the quarterback in pressure. Now, all of this could be negated by the fact that you also have big holes in your team, including number one, your offensive line. But, once again, you have this locker room that has kind of had to band together in the last couple of weeks because they don't have leadership. They've lo- they've been losing players. They've had to band together. So you might have this tight-knit group of guys who might be willing to work with a new coach and get to the place that they want to be. Because, as we've seen, this is a team that can win football games with or without a head coach. This is a team with a very good quarterback and a very, very solid defensive line that can do some great things. And I think that if you're a coach... You have Las Vegas. It's an bl- amazing place to be. You have this beautiful new stadium. You have this team, and you have very patient ownership with long standing values of success. It's a great spot.
3: I'll pass it over to Zach. All right. Well, you know what? I will go with the Broncos.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't know what I'm going to do? Ah.
3: Suspense.
1: Oh, wait. I'm Tabasco I'm glad Garcia. I'm the Broncos.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, as you can see, I'm in Denver now. <laughs> this is my back window up to my porch. <laughs> All right. So I will, I will start with an asterisk that I'm not fully convinced that we will be firing our head coach. In fact, if I had to point the needle in one direction, I would point it towards McFangio stays.
1: Yeah, one one thing, it, Zach, when I saw this, it I was uh... – I think it was ESPN NFL posted this, like their top seven most desirable potential spots, yes. and the Broncos, I think, were two. And I was actually Same surprised because I thought Vic Fangio was kind of working out there. Yes.
3: Well, he's I, the reason I think he's working out is because uh, he's a defense a defensive guy first, and we brought in an offensive coordinator that didn't work out. The defense that he runs is working out just fine. And the talent he's brought in has worked out just fine. I would and say had more a lot than the injuries, They've and been it's been still yeah, defense. they're they're playing fantastic. Um, they even lost Alexander Johnson, who's not a household name, but that's our starting middle linebacker, and we've still been able to figure it out. So I digress. I'm not sure who they're firing him, but if they were to fire him in an undesirable scenario, I think we just talked about the defense is playing fantastic. Not only are they playing well, but I've said before, the expiration date is coming up, but it's not there yet. Um, we have veterans that can still play ball. They're not quite ready to be out of the league. They can still contribute. And not only do we have that, but we have a lot of young guys that are playing well, they are developing on the defensive line. Obviously, Patrick Sertain has been phenomenal. Uh, Justin Simmons, I would say, is probably on the back end of his prime, but still playing extremely well, probably – one of the top three safeties in football, in my opinion. That's the defensive side of the ball on the offense. Again, I have nightmares about this offense. We have an inconsistent offensive line with pieces. I believe in that are hurt all the time or don't play well all the time. Garrett Bowles has been on and off injuries and performance wise after what I thought was going to be a saving grace season last year, where he was one of the top rated consistently, um, tackles in the league. I don't Pro he gave yeah. Um, when we entered the season, I remember I gave a stat at the beginning of the season. I think it was something like fourteen games since he had given up a sack or something. Something to that effect. It was a lot of games. Um, and the rest of the line's young. I like Quinn Miners The right tackle is a big issue for us. We've had a lot of a lot of guys sub in, get hurt, subbed out, can't figure it out. Quarterback is a problem. For this team, so oh, is it? Yeah, it's big <laughs> issue. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would be a solution. <laughs> Yo, oh, right. yeah. At, yeah, yeah,
4: Green Bay doesn't win.
3: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. The torment for a Broncos fan in the past decade has been the inability to pin down a sustainable future. We kind of just bandage over it with veteran leadership, and it worked out just fine for us. We got a Super Bowl out of it, but uh, you know, it's it seems like every time we take the bandage off, it gets longer and longer before we're able to find another one to put on. And it's been a really long road since Peyton Manning. It's been a pretty painful. Uh, pretty painful road. We thought we had someone who could manage the game well enough with the receiving core that we have around him to let the defense do the job and to get us into the playoffs and maybe find su- some success. But against stronger teams, he couldn't do it. Now he's hurt. We have this guy who shall not be named because he gives me nightmares as well. <laughs> uh, and I don't think, I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do it, man. And he was not drafted by Patton, was he? That was the was he the last Elway quarterback? Uh, I, w- I think Drew Lock was the last John Elway. Yeah, quarterback. I do. Yeah, I do believe I so, yeah. they're holding
1: yeah. on, Zach. They're holding on. Well,
3: I I'll tell you what I don't like John Elway quarterbacks. I think <laughs> he's a really bad quarterback drafter. I don't know how or why. What all he wasted all of his not wasted he used all of his juice when he was playing. Good for him, but maybe Patton will find us. Um maybe Pat will find us somebody.
1: Alright, well, well I so. think I just to shorten up because we're crunched on time, I think both of those are good options. I think the most desirable for your future in sight, I know Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. has not played that well. But I would say Jacks. I, I I think that being in Jacksonville is not a bad idea, especially for a first-time coach. And if yeah. the first-time coach of Urban Meyer in the NFL was clearly the wrong decision, but a guy like Patrick. but a guy like Byron Leftwich or a guy who is experienced like Todd Bowles or maybe even Doug Peterson or Miller. Mr.
2: Leftwich played down there.
1: He did, and he's very yeah, connected like to the Lefwich. very connected to the organization. I think he could do really good things down there. He's done absolutely great things in in. Uh, in Tampa yes we know he is Tom but he could definitely be successful elsewhere uh it is 651 we may get cut short on the picks but one area of topic that i do want to discuss is eric college football before we reach saturday yeah,
4: so there's been there's been a bit uh well first of all that we've had five bowl games canceled now because of covid awesome. which is just awesome um <laughs> And also, so Georgia, who's playing in the college football playoff, is dealing with COVID right now. Apparently, it's been spiking like crazy around their campus. And, um, well, not that it has not everywhere else. But uh, they've been dealing with it. But I think they're going to be able to get over it by uh, game time or for the game. Um, But, yeah, so we've got 3.30 on Friday, Bama Cincy. Bama's 14, almost 14-point favorites. But – so far the SEC is 0-4 in bowl games this year. So maybe there's a little bit of a I don't know, maybe it's a down year and we just didn't see it. I doubt it. But and then uh we have Georgia versus Michigan. Georgia's a seven half point favorite against Michigan. I I'm probably just gonna take Bama Georgia. It just feels like it, but I like Michigan a lot. I like Michigan a lot in that game. I think they're definitely gonna cover. I don't know what you guys think. I asked
1: if you guys wanted to make picks for this. Oh, yeah. I'll make a pick. I'm down to make make some picks.
2: I I like Michigan too, Eric. I do. And I think if anyone's going to beat Georgia that isn't named Alabama, it's obviously going to be Michigan. And obviously, that's a really stupid comment because they can't (laughs) really play too many teams with there being four remaining. But I, I think that Michigan's got a good chance. I think Georgia's been down, but. Georgia on the upturn after losing to Alabama. It's weird. It's weird just because of this like 2-3 week break that they're all going on. I don't like that. Yeah. As, that's too much time away from actual contact and knocking each other around that I don't like.
1: Yeah, I've always that's been separate. I've always been confused about this break uh for like for what? Possibly one game that you play, like you could be done yeah. after the semifinal game. And but then the so you have this game and then what is the next game 2 weeks after?
4: No, it's a week turnaround. It's just it's a week. Now. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's it's always been,
5: yeah.
1: So why do we need I mean, I get it because it's on uh is it on it's on New Year's Eve, correct? Yeah. So I guess it spices up the new year, but even so, I I dis, I do agree that it's it's a little bit odd this m- much gap of time, especially with COVID kind of going around and they're all together at the same time as well. Um yeah, I'm going to go I think the Bama-Georgia rematch is incredibly likely, but I love Big Ten. I really do think Michigan has a shot on uh, on Friday. If anyone's going to beat Georgia, as you said, it'll be Michigan. Cincy, with, there's an idea of them being close. I don't think this is going to be a close game, though. I don't know. Eric. I mean,
4: what what we saw yesterday out of um, Houston against Auburn, so Houston, Houston played Cincy close. And Auburn played Bama close.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
4: know if that really tells you anything, but it, I it, it hope you gotta hope for a good game because there's always these these semifinal games. One of them is always a blowout. One of them yeah. is always a blowout. And typically, uh,
1: typically is it not the one versus the four?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. almost
1: I mean, always the one. I just, I'm not even a is. Notre Dame fan, but it could just is in the back of my mind that Notre Dame just gets blown out in these types of one-four games. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I would love to see Cincy win. I really would. I would. I would. My my ideal championship would be Cincy, Michigan, because I think that would just be cool to see things shaken up. But uh, to make my picks, I, I I gotta go Bama, Georgia. I I I really wish I could go otherwise and i do have interest in that cincinnati spread it is it is intriguing but something's going to happen one of the, one or both of those teams is going to put a hurting on the other team they play
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go Bama-Michigan. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I want to see Michigan do well. I think this is the year for Harbaugh if out of any season he's had there. I mean, it's yeah. been his best year by far. Uh, so I really like that Michigan team. We'll see how it goes on Friday. But let's get into the uh, week si- – oh, no, we're in week 17. The week 17 picks, my My apologies. <sighs> Uh, so weird it, it is weird yeah it and week 18 is gonna be even weirder when we do this next week um but yeah. all right let's get in let's get into the picks let's see I have the music playing in the background you guys probably can't hear it but let's get into the week 17 picks all games on Sunday we have no more Thursday Night football we don't have to worry about that anymore you don't have to worry about even Saturday football this uh this coming weekend. But we do have all Sunday and one Monday game. One o'clock, Bucks, 11 and 4, 12 and a half point favorites at the Jets, 4 and 11. This is an easy one. Give me the Bucks.
2: Buccaneers.
1: Yeah. Buccaneers across the board. One o'clock, Giants, 4 and 11 at the Bears, 5 and 10. Six point favorites to the Bears. This is a garbage game playing for each other's picks, pretty much. Uh, give me the Bears.
2: Um, I think Giants probably want to win this game for the pick, but the Bears are going to win it, probably. PU. is
3: that the bathroom? Oh. Nope, it's the Giants. It's the Bears.
1: <laughs> nice sack. All right. Uh, one o'clock, Chiefs 11-4, and five-point favorites at the Bengals, 9-6. and six. This is an interesting game. Both of you have picked so far. Luigi, tell me why you're taking the Chiefs.
2: So I'm taking the Chiefs because they are on an absolute tear right now. I know the Bengals are coming off a of hot hot win, but once again, this happens almost always. Joe Burrow put up 512 passing yards, which was great, but the Chiefs are going to win this game, in my opinion. They're a better football team, and the Bengals hype train's going to slow down a little bit.
3: I think the Chiefs may be a better football team, but I don't necessarily think the Bengals hype is a train. I think it may be here to stay. I believe in this football team and their quarterback, and I'm going to take the Bengals.
1: Alright, I... Uh... I like both picks. I think this is a hard game to pick. Uh, when it comes down to these types of games, specifically for myself, when I decide on these games at the end of the year, I usually look to the quarterback and who's going to outduel the other. And I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'll stick with the Chiefs. And I do want to touch to real
2: quick that Sorry. I I really hope this game scores like a thousand points.
1: It might. Yeah. It might. I really just I'd like to see that. All right. One o'clock. Dolphins eight and seven at the Titans. Ten and five. Three point favorites to the Titans. I think this is the week that the Dolphins lose their winning streak. Give me the Titans. Zach?
3: Well, I know we've talked a little bit about this before. This game is pretty uh, pretty serious for the Tennessee Titans. I know the Dolphins are hot right now, but they haven't played a serious opponent since the Ravens on November 11th. It's all been Jets and Dolphins and Panthers and Saints. So I think they may we may be... We may be given a little more credit than they deserve here. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. You know, uh, I got
2: to pick the Titans as well. A lot makes me want to pick the Dolphins, but after what I saw happen to the 49ers last week against the Titans, I think that it's it's probably best to select the Titans.
1: All right, Titans across the board. One o'clock, Eagles, eight and seven, three and a half point favorites at the Washington football team six and nine Washington football team got absolutely torched by the Cowboys give me the Eagles
3: I hate the Washington football team and I dislike the Eagles so I think that I think I'm going to take the Eagles just based off of that
2: I'm going to take the Eagles as well I think uh that the football team is done it's it's their year's over and I think the Eagles are Getting into what they want their year to be like. So I'll take the Eagles this week.
1: All right, Eagles across the board, 1 o'clock. Falcons 7 and 8 at the Bills, 9 and 6. 14 point favorites of the Bills. Oh. Crucial game for the Bills in terms of seating and the AFC East. Give me the Bills. Must
2: win for the Bills. They need to come in and take care of business, and I think they will. Care of business, and I think they
3: will. I think they will too, even though the Falcons are hanging around and figuring out a way to play football well. I think the Bills are going to take it.
1: One o'clock, Jaguars 2-13 and 13 at the Patriots, 9-6, half point favorites to the Pats. This should be an easy one. Give me the Patriots.
2: Once again, another must-win because both teams in the AFC East must win these games. Actually, three teams in the AFC East must win the rest of their games. It's a must-win. They need to go and take care of business.
3: Pats. Yes, I agree. Pats. Eric? Oh, I love the
0: Pats here.
1: Yeah. A tough one against the Bills last week, but they're playing a cupcake nah. team in the Jaguars. One o'clock Raiders, eight and seven at the Colts, nine and six, six and a half point favorite to the Colts. I think this is an interesting game, but I think the Colts are a better team, so give me the Colts.
2: I hate to sound like a broken record, but third game in a row where it is must win for one of these teams. Colts need to come in and take care of business.
3: Um, I think the Colts win. I think the offense He runs through that running back and that offensive line. I think think that's been pretty apparent, and the quarterback's going to be tough for the Colts. I think they're going to pull it off, but Raiders may cover six and a half.
1: One o'clock, Rams, 11 and four, three and a half point favorites at the Ravens, eight and seven. Uh, I didn't really have a pick for this game yet. I'll let you guys talk first.
2: Uh, I think it. I'm gonna sound like an idiot because I'm gonna keep saying this for like the next seven picks that I make. But it is a must-win game for the Rams. With the Buccaneers playing the Jets, there is a significant chance that the Bucks win that game, jump the jump the Rams in the seeding, and take that number two seed, or take the number three seed. I apologize because the Cowboys are the number two seed. Rams needs to come in, get this win. Lamar Jackson's not looking like he's gonna play either. So,
3: mm-hmm. and Huntley has played okay. Actually, he's played pretty well. This this defense is pretty serious, and I've been looking forward to seeing him get a challenge like this. So I'm looking forward to watching him play. I'm not convinced that he's going to pull it off. I think the Rams are going to win.
1: Yeah, the only reason I may take a separation pick, just because I probably have to at this point, and otherwise it wouldn't really matter for my record. Um, I do think the Rams will probably win this game, but I do think that the Ravens getting Huntley back is huge. I think their defense is disheveled, but Matt Stafford did not have a good game against the Lions on Sunday, and I, that was very uncharacteristic, but in recent weeks, he hasn't had great games And against the Lions? I don't know. Give me the Ravens. I'll I'll, I'll do a separation pick. I'll switch it up, and I'll take the Ravens. 405, Broncos, 7-8 and at the Chargers, 8-7, and 5.5-point favorites. Give me the Chargers.
2: Okay. This is a must-win game. <laughs> right, I'm done saying that. I'll give you a different reason. Justin Herbert looked bad. The Chargers looked bad. They need to come back and prove that they are a good football team or else the NFL will start to lose hope, and they'll start to slip right behind Patrick Mahomes and all the dust he's kicking up. Chargers got to win this game, and they need to come in and take care of a divisional matchup. That's going to prove challenging because Zach and I watched that last game the two teams played against each other. That looked bad for the Chargers as well, so. If they want to be a playoff team, this is a must-win, and I think they're going to do it.
3: Hope is out there if you really want it. I'm going to go out there and take my hope, and I'm going to put my chips down on Vic Fangio keeping his job. We're going to move to 8-8 this week against the Snowy
0: Chargers.
1: All right, AFC West divisional matchup two for the Bolts, one for the Broncos 405, Texans 11 or 4 and 11, imagine if they were 11 and 4. At the 49ers 8 and 7, 13 point favorites to the 49ers. This should be an easy one, give me San Francisco.
2: Maybe if they had Deshaun Watson they could be uh, four, 11 and 4. Yeah. Um 49ers need to come in and take care of business here. It's, it's a very very simple game that they should be able to do. But also last week the Texans did Shockers. Davis Mills played absolutely stellar last week. Not even good, he played stellar. And, you know, it it could happen. 49ers don't have the greatest of secondaries right now. They are getting healthier, but I would love to see Forty 49ers pull a great win out of the bag with maybe a different quarterback playing.
1: Zach, did you make a pick?
3: No, this is a must-win game. I think they're going to (laughs) take our business. That's all I got to (laughs) say.
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right, 49ers across the board, 425. Cardinals 10 and five at the Cowboys 11 and four. Five and a half point favorites to the Cowboys at home. Zach, you have a pick on the board. Why are you taking the Cardinals? Um, it's
2: must be game. It's a must win
1: game. They haven't won a game in six weeks. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. Well, you know, I'm Tabasco Garcia. <laughs>
3: And i was going to go see Well, right, I'll tell you why I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win because they are still one of the better rosters, talent-wise, in football. And they got shook up mid-season by an injury. People have been coming back from that, starting to play. They've gotten some tough losses, and they can't have any more of those. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most winning
1: game. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: so they're going to beat the stupid Cowboys.
2: All right. Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals as well. I hate the Cowboys. I hate Cowboys fans. I hate Trayvon Diggs. I want all of that to be known, okay? Cardinals are better. The NFC West is better. The Cardinals are winning this football game. Kyler also needs to step out and prove that he's a, as good of a quarterback as he showed us earlier in the season.
1: All right. As much as it pains me to believe in, do not do it. As much as it pains me to believe in the Cowboys, I need a separation pick. This is an opportunity for me. I hate the Cowboys as much as I hate the Cowboys. Probably ten times more than Luigi does, along with the fans. I do think they're playing really good, better football than they were a couple weeks ago. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. The defense. Is everywhere on the field. and The Cardinals just have not been impressive the last couple of weeks. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, Four twenty-five Lions two twelve and one at the Seahawks, five and ten. Uh, give me, uh, I don't know. <laughs> ew. yeah, ew. give me you on that. that. Means, uh, you, both of you. <laughs> it looks like both of you have the Seahawks. Yeah, tell me why. Uh, um, I'm definitely. Start...
2: I'm picking the Seahawks this week. Russell Wilson's kind of molding back into form. Um, I think this would be a very good go-through-the-motions type of game for him where he needs to step out and show that he's still the elite quarterback that he is. I think that the Seahawks have a better roster as well, and I just think that as much as I love Dan Campbell, I hate Jared Goff as a quarterback. So,
3: and In terms of this team being mathematically eliminated from having a winning record, that's the first time. In the Russell Westbrook, Westbrook Westbro- Westbro-
1: Westbro- Russell Westbrook era, era first time in the Russell Westbrook era, Seahawks now.
3: And uh, I think that he's going to try and salvage as many games as he can.
1: All right, yeah, I'll agree. I might, I almost went for another underdog, uh, underdog separation pick, but I'll take the Seahawks as well. Uh, Four twenty-five Panthers, five and ten at the Saints, seven and eight, six and a half point favorites to the Saints. This is a disgusting game. If they have Taysom Hill back, give me the Saints.
2: I love the time of year where NFL games are either this is must win or ew. This is one of yeah. the ewes. Um, <laughs> the Saints, these are terrible. This The Panthers, I don't. I, I, th- I'm going to pick the Saints. I'm just
3: going to shut up. You guys remember when the Panthers were
1: 4-0? <laughs> remember right. when the Broncos were 4-0? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And> they <laughs> played the Giants, the Jaguars, who, who knows who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well back in the good old days.
3: CFL well, team that they played I'm earlier. take the chances, here
1: All right. Look at Zach getting the separation oh. in. All right. Sunday night yep. football, eight twenty Vikings seven and eight at the Packers, twelve and three. Six and a half point favorites to the Packers trying to lock in the one seed here. Give me the Packers. The MVP
2: The M V P owns the NFC North. Yes, he does.
3: Packers
1: Aaron
2: Rodgers is getting his second MVP. He's going to win this football game. He's going to get the one seed in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers owns the NFL.
1: Zach, any thoughts? Oh, yeah, I want the Packers. Okay, all right. Uh, Jeopardy Jeopardy hosts across the board. Uh, Monday Night Football, 8-15, Browns 7-8. and at the Steelers, seven seven and one. Browns are three and a half point favorites. Oh my! Are the Steelers absolutely disgusting? Give me the Browns.
3: Who's playing quarterback for the Browns? Baker. Baker. Good. Give me the Steelers. <laughs> Wait, why'd you put
1: the Browns down? I wanted to mess with you. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't think every. I don't think every pick was his fault.
2: I think that. All right, so. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm really thinking that I'm really thinking that the Steelers defense is gonna eat Baker for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. Um, and I really do think that there's still a very good defense in this NFL, despite what I've seen from Ben Roethlisberger. Deontay Johnson amazed me this past weekend. It was actually incredible some of the catches he was making. But I hate the Browns. They're injury prone. They're injury riddled. They're COVID riddled. They're riddled with everything that isn't good, and I'm taking the Steelers, who are riddled with a little less, in my opinion.
1: All right, so we'll see how those picks turn out. We'll post them on social media, as we always do for you. But anyone who listened to the two-hour and ten-minute special, we thank you. It's been great fun with you. We will be back next Wednesday as well, so maybe we'll have to do one of these again. We've tried to make it work. It's been a little bit challenging with cars, but it has been Fire Football Radio on WHUS Stores 91.7. Myself, Matt McGrath, Luigi Coppola, Zach Schmola, and Eric Harkins, not in studio, but on the uh, Zoom. Uh, it's not even a Zoom format, Eric. What is this? This is Google? Google Meet. Google Meet. Google Meet. Alright, thank you to Google Meet as well, as we say our thank yous. Any final words from the gentlemen?
2: Yeah. Um, real quick, I hope everyone enjoyed their holiday season. I hope everyone could stay healthy with COVID surging. I know our very own Matt McGrath had it last week, and um, I hope that everyone could. I hope that everyone could stay safe and healthy during this time. Enjoy your new year, and uh, 2022 Fire Radio will be coming at you fast and hot next week.
3: Zach. As always, never forget, ladies and gentlemen, that beef jerky is just meat raisins. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Eric? I think we should end on that.
4: I
3: think we should oh, yeah. end on oh, that. I'm not even trying. Right,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, Stop the recording, Eric. Stop right, it. Yeah, it,
1: it should be over at that point. Maybe we can get a little post on social media from that. But, yeah, appreciate it. He's uh, so wise. This man. Tabasco Garcia, we thank you for joining us. I just came us. down from a mountain this morning. I was pondering for 50 years.
3: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't stop recording because I'm going
2: to need that
1: clip right there. All right, it's been WHUS story is 91.7 Fire Football Radio with you. We'll see you next year. We will see you next year. Hope you have a great night. Till then.